Hi, everybody. This is Vicki Adkins, and uh, today is March 8th, 2020. I'm going to share a vision with you. Thank you for joining me. I, I appreciate it. I I pray over all of these messages I put on here, and I feel like the Lord, especially lately, just is talking to me more and more about some things, and so I'm probably going to be doing a lot more videos. Please share anything that you hear him speaking in through these messages, because I really believe that he wants them to go to more than just you or me or because I know when he gives them to me, they're not just for me. Um, so please share them as you feel led. But anyway, this vision was yesterday. It started actually day before yesterday. I saw a piece of it, and then yesterday he gave me the rest of it. Uh, it started out with me hearing him say, get behind me. And then I saw him, I saw Yeshua walking through the earth in what looked like a war zone. Now, I've made notes because I don't want to leave anything out that he said or showed me. Um, there, chaos, disease, pestilence, plagues, demon, people, objects, all were coming at him, trying to attack him. Things were being thrown at him. And without even turning his head, looking to the left or right in this vision, he just, you know, just like there were flies. He just swatted them away. No big deal. He was walking forward with great determination and absolute purpose. He, uh, he was fierce. He was very fierce and not, he wasn't, uh, distracted by anything that was going on. He wasn't taken by surprise. He wasn't, uh, worried. He was just moving forward with great determination. And he said, get behind me. So I stepped behind him in the vision. I was walking along behind him. And then I began to wonder, well, Lord, what about what's behind me? Because, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there and I'm going to uh, read to you a little bit of what he said. First, he said, turn around and look. So I turned around and looked to see what was behind me. And even though he was walking right in front of me, when I turned around to look behind me, he was also walking right behind me, which was just so cool. Uh, and we know this scripture, but I'm going to read it to you. It's in Isaiah. Uh, let's see, make sure I'm on the right one. Yeah, uh, it's in Isaiah 52, 10 to 15, which says, The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there, touch no unclean thing, go out from the midst of her. Be clean, you who bear the vessels of the Lord, for you shall not go out with haste, nor by flight, for the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. Now, I'm, I'm taking the, uh, that translation from the New King's James, King James Version. So he's be in front of me, and he's behind me. It was just the neatest thing. And even though we know that when we, when we walk with him, to be able to see that in vision was just really powerful and beautiful. Well, then I began to wonder, okay, Father, well, what about what's on either side of me? Because, you know, the enemy can come at us from any direction. So he had me turn, and I looked, and to my left and to my right, there, were, uh, there was a pillar of fire on each side of me. And um, then he took me to this scripture. Uh, he reminded me of uh, Exodus thirteen twenty one when he took the children of Israel out of Egypt. And it says, the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. All these scripture references are from the King, New King James Version. 
So he was showing me, he was in front of me, he was behind me, he was on both sides of me. And then he, and then, oh, and then he said, he's using the pillars of fire because the earth has become so dark spiritually. It's become so wicked that it's like nighttime all the time now. And, uh, Let's see. And then he reminded me of Hebrews 12, 25 through 29, which says, See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. So he's the consuming fire on either side. He goes before and he is behind. And I think that one of the things he's, this is such a powerful message of encouragement. And yet at the same time, I hear huge warning in it, which will come here in just a little bit. But uh, it uh, every, everything that he said in this message was completely contingent uh, on, on uh, being behind him, as he said, to have him in front and behind and to have our God, the consuming fire on each side. So nothing can get to us only will occur if we get behind him anyway. Okay. So next I wondered what was beneath in the vision. I wondered what was beneath uh, in the earth, what was underneath the ground, because as I said, the enemy comes at us from every direction. And so at that moment, the Lord took his sword. I mean, it just, he did, he didn't miss a step. His stride, he just, boy, he was solid and fierce and passionate and determined. It was really, really good, completely unshakable. And he just pulled his sword out, plunged it right straight down into the earth beneath his feet. He didn't look down to see where to hit. He didn't have to wonder where the enemy was. He just took that sword and right straight into the ground and hit his mark and just kept going. I mean, he did the, all this while he was walking, just like, boom, and he just kept going. Okay, this this is was an exciting vision for me. It still is today because I think about how there are so many people that are watching all of the things that are going on in the world, and I'm watching them too, um, with the locusts and then the viruses, the earth, the increase in earthquake activity, the increase in volcanic activity, all of the sicknesses that are just the unrest in the. Uh, political there's just so much going on and if we're not careful we can just get scared and sit down and ah, you know fall apart but the lord's saying look i want you to see who i am i'm the one that goes before if you get behind me i'm the one that goes before you i'm the one that's behind you and by the way i'm on both sides of you and nothing's going to come up from underneath because i'm going to wham it right down and kill it right off so don't even worry about it so um Let's see. I'm going to go down and see. All right. Oh, yeah. And the earth was like, I might have said this. I can't remember. It was like the earth was like butter when his sword went in. It's such a clean, no problem, uh, 
pro- nothing at all to for that sword to go through. Okay, now the next part of, and then that was the vision. And then here are the things that the Lord has said about that. He said, things are moving quickly, but he is also moving quickly. He says, nothing can outpace him. He says, don't be paralyzed with fear or frozen into inactivity and don't lag. Don't lag behind. He says, only do what he says. He says, we must keep step with him. He also says, be gentle as a dove and sly as a fox. Be practical. He says that to follow him in these volatile times is the practical thing to do. He says, we don't have the answers unless he gives them. We have no instructions instructions that can outdo the subtlety of the devils, he says, but he sees and knows and has already made plans. He says, our marching orders are going to come directly from him if we get behind him. He says, this war is not yours or it's not mine either. He says, we can't win a battle that we're not equipped for. And he says, he has the equipment. He knows the weapons and will tell and show us how and when to use each one. Again, he says, get our orders from him. And he said, don't run into the battle without me or you'll be taken out by the enemy. You need my protection. Sorry, my nose is itchy. He says, some people will be taken out because they think they're strong or they know what to do without checking with him. And he went on to say, some of those people will be taken out because of the strong delusion, the great deception in the world. And he says, some will never even realize that they've been taken out unless he shows them. And what I hear him saying in that um, is that pride rises up in us. We think we can just run out and do whatever, and we're going to go out and conquer, and we're going to be all strong and bold and all this kind of stuff. And I hear the Lord saying, don't don't go running out there without me. You're just going to get killed off. You need to come to me for your marching orders. I'm the one that has everything you need to be able to do what I have for you to do. So you're going to have to stay behind me. You're going to have to be close to me. And the ones that will run out, he said, some will never realize they've been taken out unless he shows them. And, you know, I, I think about the, the, I think about the Laodicean church, even where the Lord was saying, you know, you've got, I've got this thing against you. You've left your first love, totally forgotten about me. You're just out there doing all your own good stuff and all that. And, uh, and I am reminded of the, the dream he gave me years ago about, uh, the people in the field, which I know I've shared this. I'll just share part of this vision or this dream that he gave me, uh, cause it's on other videos that I've done, but he talks about in, in the dream, he showed me that there were people in a field and they just had their hands up in the air going, Jesus, 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 waiting for the Lord. But they weren't really doing anything. They were just standing around and waiting for the Lord. And then there was a commotion that arose uh, in the middle of the uh, of the body of people in that field. And everybody started falling to their knees. And this thing got bigger and bigger and bigger. And they thought this was the Lord. And I was standing on the edge of the field watching this. And I saw this thing as it got bigger. It was like a genie in a bottle kind of a being. And I knew that wasn't the Lord. I turned around and ran. But he has uh, spoken to me about that. That thing that came up, it's, it's all, it's, uh, I used to say it was uh, the Antichrist. And 
in many ways it is. It's people thinking, it's people creating their own doctrine, people creating their own form of Jesus. It's people uh, worshiping things that are not him, that people that have fallen away from what his truth is and are just out there doing their own thing, thinking this is what well, God's going to approve of this. He's going to put a stamp of approval on this, uh, this doctrine over here, or surely the Lord doesn't mind these things, even though he said he did. I know he'll understand because, you know, he knows how I am and just junk. And so in this particular uh, message where he says some will never realize they've been taken out unless he shows them is like the people in the field thinking that they could just go out and do whatever they wanted to do and it was going to be okay. God was going to endorse it, but he's not. He's not going to endorse it for us to be in a place of safety and protection. And I'm not just talking, and I know the Lord's not just talking about the things that are going on in the world. He's talking about, because it's a much bigger, more important thing to be concerned about. He's talking about our eternal salvation, our future, not just in this world, but after he takes us out of this world physically through death or however he's going to do it. So this message is him saying, you're, you're going to need to stay behind me, get behind me, stay behind me all of the time so I can direct you and I can protect you and don't get to thinking you know it all or that you're strong enough. Don't let pride rise up in you and think, well, I can just go out and do and that you'll be okay because you won't. The enemy knows he's been around a really long time. He's very subtle. Uh, deception is great in the world right now. There's so much deception that people don't know what to believe. And sometimes what we would want to believe, would, which would be the easy thing to believe, is deception, uh, is not the truth. And so the Lord's saying some will never realize they've been taken out unless he shows them. And then he went on to say, this is going to require humility and a repentant heart. And he says, not everybody is going to be willing to humble themselves or repent. And then he said, those individuals will perish. So he gave me these words. <sighs> he gave me these words to describe his attitude and his nature at this time, his mindset. He said he's determined, powerful, which he always is these things, determined, powerful, mighty, unstoppable, unshakable, and finishing. Now, that last one, finishing, I thought that was so interesting when he gave me that word because, you know, a lot of people think, well, Jesus finished everything on the cross. And he, because he said it's finished, I think that what he was talking about there, my understanding, is that he was talking about what he had been sent to do to take back the keys to death and hell, to be able to uh, be the sacrifice for each one who would accept him as our sacrifice. But all of those things he did, those things were finished. He did it all. He finished his assignment on earth. But if we go on and read in scripture, we hear Jesus say that he's seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. Well, if he's interceding and everything's finished, why does he need to intercede? And to take it a step further, if everything is finished, then why does Jesus have to come back again and set things in order? 
So what I hear him saying are two different kinds of finishing. He did the finishing on finishing the finished work on the cross when he came, lived a perfect, sinless life for all of us, showed us the way, and and did all of those things that we read about in Scripture. And now he's saying, "I'm finishing." It's like he's saying, "I am in that process now of finishing the things I came to pay for all of these things for." I still have people down there. I have an earth, a, a world that's just an absolute mess. I'm coming to get it handled. And so so that was one of his uh, descriptive words. He said, I'm finishing. And then he said, his face is set like flint. He said, his course is established. He says, the chaos, disease, pestilence, plagues, demons, everything, all of it's going to fall. And then again, as the end of that uh, word, he said, get behind me. So that's the encouragement for every one of us today. Uh, we can look at all the stuff that's going on in the world. We can be terrified, or we can remember that we have a Savior that's paid for everything. We have one who, when we get behind him, he goes before us. He is our rear guard. He is a consuming fire on either side of us. Nothing escapes his notice. He's not taken by surprise. He just pulls his sword and stabs right into it. So we just... we truly just turn ourselves over to him and let him direct every footstep. Remember, he said, don't, don't lag behind, stay, keep in step with me. So that means an everyday communication with father and every time, every day, spending time with him every day, obeying the things that he's called you to do. And the moment, the moment you fail in something, the moment you wander off or you try to stick your head out from behind him and figure out and go off your own direction, immediately repent asking him to forgive you and getting back into that place behind him where you realize he is the commander he is the master of the army he's the uh, general the I don't whatever word you want to use the captain of the army that's what it says in scripture so get behind him and trust him and come back to a place of peace if you've been afraid if you've been worried and then I'm going to leave you with this last thing scripture he's reminding me of right now uh, in uh, the book of Exodus when Moses was about to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and it was one of the last things that happened before he left uh, where all of the firstborn died all the firstborn of Egypt died and because Pharaoh wouldn't let the people go do you, you remember that the Lord told Moses that the people the Israelites his his uh, chosen people were to go into their homes. Uh, they were supposed to take a lamb. They were supposed to ha uh, take the blood of the lamb and put it over the doorposts. And then this was the first Passover. Do you remember that the Lord said, tell the people to stay inside because all of the firstborn are going to be killed? That everybody's not under that protection is, is going to be killed. And it talks about in scripture how there wasn't a house in Egypt a family in Egypt that wasn't, they didn't lose a firstborn. Every single house family lost somebody because there's always a firstborn. Well, the Lord said the angel of death was going to pass over and he was going to kill the firstborn of the ones that didn't have the blood on the doorposts. Okay. So this all ties back to what Jesus is saying right now. Uh, for us to have the protection we can go our whole lives and do all of the things that we think we're supposed to be doing and all that. But if we step out, if we are in disobedience, we don't have the guarantee of his protection. 
I believe, and maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that if any of those, uh, any firstborn in any of those houses of the uh, homes of the children of Israel, like if any of the family members that was a firstborn would have stepped outside the door out from under the covering of the blood that was on the doorpost, I believe that person would have died. And I think that's because I believe that because the Lord said, tell them not to go outside, tell them to stay inside. And this is what I want them to do. Well, that's like today. That's where we are today. And that's what I hear the Lord saying. I want my people to be protected, but you're going to have to obey me. You're going to have to get in behind me, step, you know, get behind me and trust me to lead the way and don't go running out there without me. And I will take care of you now. Let me just say this last thing. I know that was going to be my last thing, but I do want to say this. The Lord told me in the last message I think I put on here uh, that many of his people were going to die. He was going to take many of uh, his people home during this season. And, you know, we can look around the world. We don't have to here in the United States. We don't have to just look at how the coronavirus and all that kind of stuff has touched our shores and everything. We can look around the world and see how people have been getting killed for their faith in Christ uh, for quite some time. And we can look at all of the, uh, just there's so many people that have given their lives for him. So, so we, we must remember that God decides when he wants us to come home, he can choose to keep us alive or not. Uh, and a great example of this is I remember someone who had been in an accident and had lost a lot of blood, and I was so concerned about him, and I was headed to the hospital to see this person, and the Lord said, Vicki, if I want this person to live, he can lose every drop of blood in his body, and he will live. So God, we have to bow to his sovereignty and, and be aware that there will be people that will go home during this time, but there have already been people going home during this time, and God knows what he wants to do, and he knows exactly how to do what he wants to do. We need to be like the children of Israel in Egypt when the plagues were everywhere and they were protected because they were in obedience to what the Lord was telling them to do. So the same thing is true for us today. God is a sovereign God. He's going to have his way, but we can uh, we can try to do things on our own and pay a tremendous price or the people around us can because of our disobedience. So humility is key. Obedience is key. Uh, it's showing God that we love him. That's what he says in scripture. So God bless you all. And I have another message, but I'm not going to put it on here right now because it's it'll make this video too long, but God bless you. Please share the video. I'm going to put some links below for some of the things that, um, well, some of the places you can find some of my other messages besides on YouTube, because I'm not sure how long uh, there will be freedom to be able to say some of the things that I say. And I feel an intensity building up in what the Lord wants to say through me. So um, I want to make sure that if you want to follow me, you know how. God bless you guys. I'll talk to you late. I'll talk to you soon, actually. Um, and thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.